Welcome to The Clarity Call, a podcast which provides encouragement and guidance for parents overwhelmed with the responsibilities of raising a child with special needs or has a medically complex diagnosis. Gain an enlightening perspective that helps dispel feelings of fear, uncertainty, or exhaustion as you venture into a life of peace, joy, and clarity. You're now on The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Welcome to the Clarity Call, everyone. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Alicia. We're so glad you're back with us this week. Um, We're just going to start by telling you that we are sitting in Alicia's closet, recording on a different microphone than we normally do, just because her husband's on the road, they're headed out on vacation soon, and so we don't have our board op today, and we are realizing how much we appreciate him. Yeah, it's a little little wild and crazy around here, but we make do, and that's part of life. We just always need to figure out what we got to do to make do. Yeah, and seriously, this is, like, really helping me remember that everything is figureoutable. Like, we are just killing it here in a closet. Yeah, and it gives <laughs> us gratitude. I mean, it really, yeah. if you, you can either look at it and be frustrated, which in the beginning was kind of frustrating, like figuring out, oh, this isn't going to work out, this isn't going to work out. If people could see our calendars and our schedules together, yeah. like there would be a little bit of <laughs> right compassion for what we're going through to get this out to the world that, you know, these things matter. They're yeah. so valuable. And and if we have gratitude for things like this and for people in our lives that do help us get to the next step, like we've talked about our moving buddies and our villages, it uh, it makes the life better. Yeah, I know. I I was just thinking, Alicia and I, as we have looked over these next few weeks and making sure that we have a podcast to release for everybody every week, that was one of my biggest goals. We are two episodes away from hitting 52 episodes, which means we'll have done it for an entire year. And Alicia was like, what if we just took three weeks off? And I was like, are you kidding me? We can't take time off. We're doing it. We've done one every week for a year. Like, that is amazing. That was one of my goals. And, like, we're hitting it. And it's been amazing. It's been fun. It's been so wonderful. But, okay, so back up a little bit. If you're new here, which hopefully after a year, you're not new yet. But, um, so we are sisters. And between us, we have 16 children, six of whom have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. And we are showing up trying to offer... Um, thoughts, ideas, tools to help you on your journey um, to clarity as you try to overcome the daily life challenges that come with raising special needs kids or being a human. Right. Really, we've (laughs) decided it really is just human life. Yeah. Special needs in every category. Absolutely. So today uh, we'll begin with the reality check. I actually talked to, I mean, we, we talked last week or the week before, I can't remember about that Caden had an MRI. And I just talked to his doctor this morning about his results. And um, it's looking worse, which is never fun to hear. You know, we were hopeful that things would be looking better with his malformation so that he could potentially be decannulating soon. And the growth is um, more significant, actually almost by double than it was in his last MRI. So I don't know for sure what that means for him yet. Uh, We still have lots of doctors to talk to and some things to kind of get figured out, but uh, it gave me a chance to reflect on when I was receiving challenging diagnoses for other children before I had this um, life-changing work in my life. And I would have been devastated. 
uh, I would have been uh, falling apart and really I would have had to just let time kind of heal things and and lessen the impact of of having bad news and having a, a challenging outcome for a diagnosis and this time when I got off the phone with her I was feeling a little defeated I was feeling sad um, and I just decided that I could feel that way that that was fine it didn't have to mean that I have to act on it you know I don't have to call everybody and cry and freak out and and seek pity and all of the things that I would have done in the past I just can process it I can feel it I can remember that everything works out exactly in the timing that it should and that ultimately God has the perfect plan for him and for our family and that everything's going according to plan and it's not always easy to get to that place it wasn't always easy to get to that place but even though I'm still experiencing kind of some defeat and sadness today, I do firmly believe that. I can rely on that thought that I have practiced and implemented in my life that everything really is going according to plan and it's all going to work out and we're all going to live our best lives. So that's kind of our reality check this morning as we move into a topic today of burnout. And we've hit this a little bit throughout episodes as we've, as we've gone along, but burnout is real and it's something that I know I have to focus on not allowing and giving into in my own life pretty much daily. Yeah. I was saying when she, when we were talking about it this morning, that burnout is really, it kind of happens at the end of every day. We talked about it a couple episodes ago, Uh like at the end of the day, it's like, it's amazing how our bodies really need that rest, need that relaxation, time to sleep, time to regroup, because, you know, each day we can particularly um, experience some form of burnout. Right. Just from being mothers, and especially mothers to to children with special needs, as we've talked about some of the things um in the past few episodes that have been extremely hard and things we have to endure and become resilient to. And, and that's hard. It's hard stuff. And so burnout is real. And if we don't take the, the, these steps to clarity and try to implement them into our lives, we will end up at this massive burnout stage. We've both done that. Yeah. Alicia and I have, if you go back and listen to the beginning, when we share our stories, we really screwed our lives up due to burnout. Yeah. <laughs> and thankfully, we've been able to see how, you know, mistakes we've made or choices we made because, you know, ultimately it's not really a mistake if you can take the lesson from it. Right. But um, we had some major growth that we had to go through because we allowed burnout to shut our brains down and just not allow us to think clearly and operate at a conscious level. And we were making unconscious decisions because we were not, because we were burned out and went we were through, just fried. Yeah. And we'd gone through the stages of blame and victim and right. all those things are real. Those yeah. things are real people. When you, th- those are steps to burnout is being victim, blaming, like these things are toxic and they're painful and they're real. And until we start taking our own lives back, like we also have spoken about recently in our life is what we make it. Mm-hmm. And if we want burnout, that's we're, we're choosing that. 
Right. We're setting ourselves up for that type of a life. But we want to, to help you see that in this episode and understand what burnout looks like before burnout happens. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and the steps to that so that you can go, ooh, check, check. Yeah, this yeah. is happening in my life. I need to reevaluate. Because right. in the next episode, we're going to come up with um, next week, we're going to tell you why it's so important to do certain steps so we don't get here. Exactly. To burnout. Yeah. So burnout, let's start with this, is not a badge of honor. Okay. Like I said, in the past, when I'd have heard something hard about a child, I would have been like, I better call everybody and tell them how hard my life is. Get some people feeling sorry for me. I need some attention. I need somebody to validate that what I'm going through is hard. Right. Which, yeah. Which is to, you know, that's what it is. What your village is for. There's nothing wrong with reaching out and saying, oh, hey, yeah. I need some. And we've talked about it. But when it's you about say, your hey, intent. We need some tears. Yeah. Yeah. It's about your intent. Like I used to would have reached out like, oh, my gosh, help me feel sorry for me. Something has gone really wrong in my life. And the validation that others were giving me is what would have kind of helped carry me through. Yeah. Now I can reach out to know that I need to empty my brain, you know, to a safe person who gets it and who can help me and not pity me, but help me kind of just get to a clear place in my head again. You know, so I used to wear burnout as a badge of honor. I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. Jocelyn was up all night. This is never going to end. I'm never going to get a good night's sleep. All of those victimy things like Alicia was just talking about. Okay. But those things are toxic. Those create toxicity in your life. They are dangerous because you're feeding your brain poison. Mm -hmm. You're legitimately feeding your brain poison when you reinforce those thoughts in your mind. Okay. So it can be deadly. You all probably know somebody, some mom, some struggling teenager, somebody in your world. Or yourself. Well, I was going to say that has <laughs> taken their life. If you're oh, listening, okay. you haven't taken your life. That's true. And because when you feed yourself this level of poison and toxicity and negativity, why do you want to live? Yeah. That's when you start telling yourself there's no reason to live. This is too hard. Right. And those are thoughts. And I, I'm trying not to say they are just thoughts because I feel like the word just can diminish a little bit. Right. But recognizing, like Alicia said, that these are choices you're making, becoming aware is so vital. So we will move into these signs of burnout now. Recognize first that it's not a badge of honor. You're actually poisoning yourself. And then let's go into maybe some physical ways that you, um, that are signs of burnout. Okay. Right. So the first, the first sign that we have is boredom. Boredom is, oh, that's not the sign. Sorry. Physical. We have, let's, we'll go through um, physical ones yeah. first. We have loss or of loss or increased appetite. And, right. and I think that sometimes we just ebb and flow in that when, especially with women, we're cyclic, sometimes our hormones mm -hmm. and stuff. So this isn't just your typical, oh, I'm extra munchy today. Yeah, I'm premenstrual. Yeah. And so I need all the sweets. Like you, you, you need to know your body. That's why awareness is so key. Yeah. And so just understanding that though, when you start, okay, I've gained 10 pounds, I can't lose or okay. Now like it's getting more and more and you're seeing those, but you're not seeing what you're doing to get there. You are in physical danger of burnout. Right. Yep. So the next one would be change in sleep. 
And again, be aware if it's a child that's waking you up, that's not you. But if you're like, okay, I'm just awake in the middle of the night for no reason. My brain is running, you know, or you have trouble falling asleep or you want to sleep all the time, you know, like that could be depression. There are some of these things that sleep is a big one. Right. And, you know, another biggie is getting sick more frequently. Now, if you are prone to being sick all the time, that's different. Um, you know, if you have bad allergies or whatever, you know, that's a whole different ball game. And if you need help with those types of things, reach out again. We have people, we know people, we live in a world of nutrition and trying to help us understand why we're getting sick, if that's the case. But if you're somebody who hasn't been sick and you, you're starting to get colds and you're getting, you know, you're feeling more worn down, your immune system is more compromised, you're getting sick that's another big sign. Yeah. That you're burning out. Okay. So here's another one. More accidents. And think about how far reaching that could be. Like, are you more careless when you're driving? Cause you're not paying very close attention. And so there's, you're maybe a little more accident prone on the road or are you tripping? Are you bumping into things? And people, I'm going to tell you, this is a real one because <laughs> at the end of the night, as I'm like going through a doorway, Like in my kitchen or whatever, I'll like slam my shoulder into the side of the wall as I'm trying to turn a corner or like when you're burning out and you're running down, you do start bumping into things. And I've looked down at my leg a few times and it's like bleeding and I have no idea how I even bumped it to get it bleeding. But right. And yeah, I've had several times as I've, as I've been reading through these lists and noticing that, yeah, like especially certain times of the month, I'm much more accident prone, which tells you your body is just, it, yeah. it's a real thing to go through the female changes that we go through month to month. Right. So that is real, but that also is an absolute reminder that our bodies can achieve burnout, even just with those hormones. Like, right. And we have to be patient with ourselves, slow down. Maybe that's not the time to be rushing to get a bunch of things done, you know? Exactly. So notice those, those things are real, but the next one too is headaches or unexplained aches and pains. Again, it's just crazy as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, yeah, all these premenstrual things, these are kind of premenstrual signs too. And knowing that your body is at that emotional or hormonal burnout stage right before you're about to start your cycle. So that's real because yeah, that's the only time I ever get a headache, right? Just a tiny bit. But, um, but then these unexplained aches and pains, you know, I've, I'm actually, kind of going through it right now. And I have gone through a lot with, um, a lot of my children and circumstances in our family. And I do have unexplained back pain mm-hmm. and I, and I work out. So sometimes I'm like, okay, is it cause I worked out too much doing this or this? And I'm like, no, like my back literally just aches as I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, okay, I'm carrying stress there. I need to find ways that I can release that stress. And, uh, because I didn't for so many years, I did end up with having, you know, a thyroid disease and that's unfortunate, but yeah, well, your level of awareness there, see, that's what we're trying to help you see is when one of these things comes up, just become aware. Okay. Where am I in my cycle? Okay. Have I had extra stress this week and now I'm carrying it in my body and how am I carrying it? And what can I do? What do I need be aware. Okay. So those are kind of some of those physical signs and there are probably hundreds, but those are maybe just more common ones for you to look out for. And then from a mental and emotional um, standpoint, Alicia already mentioned boredom. Like if you find yourself scrolling social media constantly, I kind of take boredom as uh, you're buffering. 
Yeah. You're moving into a place where you need to buffer away from emotion. Mm-hmm. So when you get bored and you're like, I need to fill my time, I need to do something, really try to just stay in it. You know, tell your brain, I don't have to be busy right now. I don't have to find something to do. I'm not bored. I can just be uncomfortable not doing something for and and say, okay, for five minutes, I can do this. You know, like just be aware when boredom arises. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, The next one's irritation. It's my biggest one. Yes. (laughs) I don't like to be interrupted and I get really Um, irritated when I get interrupted and I I am really having to work on that one. But irritation is a big one, especially because we're doing so many things so fast. So anybody wants to interrupt you, it's immediately irritating. Yeah. Tells you you're doing too much. You're at the burnout phase. Yeah, no, I have. I, and that's when I noticed, I actually just got coached on it recently because I was noticing I was getting irritated more and more frequently. And it, we ended up tying it back to that. I needed to be better about honoring my time that I was giving. I felt like I was giving my time away or people were taking time from me and it was creating irritation in my life. And it was because I wasn't exercising self-care well enough. And that is pretty much a sign of irritation is that you're not getting your own back. Right. Well, all these are signs of self-care, which is why we hate self-care so much. Absolutely. Just take care of you. Yeah. The next one is feeling checked out or numb. Ooh. Okay. This has been a big one for me. That's been Alicia's really big one. (laughs) And, and really for several days, I, I was proud of myself though, because I recognized why do I feel this way? And I thought this is the body's way of survival. Yes. Numbness is that. And if you can recognize it for that and sit in that, like you're saying, and kind of, it's uncomfortable it for is. some people. Yep. And I had to actually say that to Mike when he's just like, you know, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just, I need to be numb right now because I don't know how to cope with some of the things. And until I can let it really just sit and settle without freaking out about it, I just chose numbness, I guess. And mm-hmm. it was really, I think it was healthier than the alternative, yeah. than the old me. Of course it and is. And so it's recognizing. than acting out, for sure. Recognizing that I was numb, mm-hmm. whether it's due to hurt or overwhelm or, like, in this case, burnout, my emotional burnout. It was, I just chose numbness. And it was weird and hard, but I recognized it and was able to just rebound and come back and and then face the world again, but numbness is that's hard one yeah I used to go to that place in my marriage a lot I feel like when there would be conflict arise I would just go numb and stop having any kind of connection or anything because that felt easier Mm -hmm. and really it just created more hard and more misery and it was not a good answer but yeah. when you can become aware of it, it kind of makes it dissipate, right? Like you just right. can well, and verbalizing it. it, saying this is yeah. why, this yeah. is the why, and at least putting an explanation to it and helping that significant other or children or friends understand why you feel that way. It helps them not feel pushed away or right. Fearful. Owning it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The next one would be dis- difficulty concentrating. <laughs> Again, no. comes back to the end of every day. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm realizing a lot of these ones have, it's unfortunate. And as I look back now, I think, wow, I, if I would have known, but I didn't and it's okay. But I kind of have a lot of these on a daily basis due to, um, Hashimoto's disease. Right. This is, these are all signs and symptoms of thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. And so if you're experiencing these, understand that if it may not just be circumstantial, you may be dealing with some real medical challenges, right. 
But this is, again, our body's way of saying, like, you abused me for too long. Mm -hmm. You allowed too much stress for too long. And now this is what occurs. And so, yeah, I have struggles with concentrating. And the next one. Difficulty remembering things. Yeah. And it's not. It really is an age because if I'm on my game and I get good sleep, I'm doing fine. I can feel, literally feel my brain firing just fine. Right. But when I'm tired and I'm starting into that burnout cycle, I legitimately struggle for words some days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, and that's me at the end of every day, remembering things, concentrating. But, you know, we just, again, awareness, awareness. I hope you hear us saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The next one's mood swings. Mm, now, yeah. you know, we all get hangry and we all get <laughs> premenstrual. Not all, of course, but mood swings are a reality to life. Yeah, but if you just bit your kid's head off and then you have take that second to reflect at when you start feeling bad and you're like, oh, that wasn't because I'm premenstrual or I'm hungry. What is going on with me? Yeah. Burnout. Yeah. Yeah, mood swings are a hard one. And uh, yeah, that's just period. That's the way it is. So. Well, and on to the next one, anger outbursts. You know, like I said, if you just bit your kid's head off or if you're being impatient or you're cutting people off in traffic or, you, you know, like all of those kinds of things. If you just find yourself angry, like... I have a little example of this. I, I the Probably my biggest reality moment of this anger outburst, I was pregnant with my fourth daughter. I'd come home from a well chat or some visit or something. And I was in the health department or something by myself. And I came home and I remember, I won't forget where I was standing, opened the living room door and I stood there and I scream how mad I was that I had to wait in this line. I was so irritated and so angry and I actually scared myself. Wow. And I thought, and I actually talked to the doctor about it later. I'm just like, Hey, I just feel angry inside mm-hmm. and this is not typically me. And he said, you know, this really is a form of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, he helped me. He says, you know, it, it's a danger to the baby. So we needed to work on a few things. But but when we have these anger outbursts and we don't have any other reason to attach something to it, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, right. anger is a secondary emotion as we talk about. You're probably on the road to burnout. Yes, absolutely. The next one is difficulty having fun or relaxing. that's my everyday life (laughs) oh well I did end up getting to go with my son um Alicia watched Jocelyn so that I could go to one of his very special events recently and I had to become very aware of my thoughts and drop into okay just relax it's your time to relax it's your time to enjoy this you get to have fun and I had to become aware Where in the past, I would have just probably allowed the anxiety and the worry to fill me all day, like the whole time I was away from my home and kids and life. But I really, through this work, have been able to become present in the moments that are offered to me for fun and relaxation. And it's been so amazing. And it takes awareness. It takes doing it on purpose. It takes intention. Yeah. Desire is key. And, you know, I really, I struggle with that desire to relax. I just don't want to because I think I'm on go mode so much, which is I'm comfortable in go mode. I am not comfortable in relax mode. 
I know. So that just shows you that's a place you need to work on. I know. And I do. And I try. And it's like, okay, for me, it's just checking a box. Okay. We've relaxed long enough. Took my my bath. (laughs) Time to get out. It's true. (laughs) I really, that is probably my number one. Now, saying that as I'm about to leave and get to go see my kids and, and quote unquote, have fun. I also see the duties in it, and I get excited about the duty part. My daughter's mm-hmm. moving these things. I get to help take care of grandkids so that my kids can work. You know, I'm like, duty, duty, duty. But it feels... It it's, feels it's about your intention. Uh, if it's what yeah. you love and it fulfills you and it's fun, there just is that balance there that we talk so much about. Of right. my, day, my idea of having fun and other people's idea of having fun are definitely on the opposite ends of the spectrum. So I everyone. have to balance that. Yeah, for Dad, sure. We'll be having fun doing the yard work, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Um, uh, thinking about work constantly. Oh, there you go. (laughs) And enter your own thing for work, okay? Because if you don't have a career and you're at home with your kids, that is work. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about your kids. Yeah, that's me for sure. I do. There isn't a time in the day, an hour that doesn't go by that I am pretty heavily thinking about one of them or all of them. So... Yeah, yeah, well, we're going to go have a pedicure here in a minute to celebrate our year's worth of podcasts, and we are just going to not think about work during that time. Okay. And sometimes I think you have to be intentional that way, too. <laughs> What's funny is we were going to actually, we started this thinking every quarter we're going to go and we're going to plan <laughs> our work or these podcasts while we're getting a pedicure. <laughs> and know. now we're here. And here we are. We've maybe had two together this last year. That's so funny. Yeah. So, yeah. The next one is dreading having to return to work. Now, I have a couple hmm. of kids that are, yeah, like, oh, I have to go back to work now. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like for me, like I'm excited to come back home after a trip and be like, oh, this is home. Like, yeah. here we go. Back into the callings, back into the jobs. Like, it's exciting. So, yeah. And yeah. and again, you know, because those are opposite sides of it. So where do you sit? You know, look into your brain and see what areas you need to concentrate on so that you don't get burned out. The last one we have is fantasizing about a different life. And that is so dangerous. Yeah. Whether it's moving out of a different where from where you're at, switching work careers, like any of those things, it's just not wanting the life you have. Yes. And it's okay to dream and to want for more and to want things to be different and to create the life in a healthy way to achieve those things and those goals and those dreams, that's not what we're talking about. This is where you spend time in your mind fantasizing about a life that is not the life that you have. Because what we hope you've heard over the last year is that it is absolutely possible to love the life you have right now and to create the life you have and you to want. work on creating the life you want for sure in and healthy absolutely ways. in in healthy ways and so you know if you if that sounds foreign to you or you haven't picked up on that over this last year it kind of is that for me was happened in one-on-one coaching and i was able to really have a coach look at my brain and show me the areas where this was showing up so that i could become more aware of how much I love my life already and not have to allow my mind to go to those places of fantasy to feel like I needed to escape because that for sure was how I got to my burnout. Right. Yeah. I'm here to tell you the grass is not greener not, on the other side. In fact, side. it's pretty much it's, dead, rotten, it's worse. yellow, burned. <laughs> and even if it looks greener, 
When you get on that side of the lawn, you're going to see there are weeds and dandelions, and it still needs fertilizing. It needs water. It needs care. Yep. No matter where you are, the grass is not greener on the other side. Right. I promise you. Absolutely. Been on both sides. Same. It's it's not. <laughs> not so good. If you question that, or you want to, you want to uh, to tell me somehow it really is that hey shoot us up let us know because yeah. we want to we want to know where your grass is <laughs> yes but really it is just about the fact that when we choose to take care of ourselves we are saving our own lives 100 percent. so what does that look like for you really ask yourself that question please even write this down if you want to when you choose to take care of yourself you are saving your own life how are you taking care of yourself? What does it look like for you? And what do you need to start implementing? Because right. you are the only one who can save your own life. Yeah. And you, you will, if you're not doing some, if you're feeling these things and you're not doing things for yourself, you will get to a point of burnout in Absolutely. life. It's, yep. a, it's a real thing. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're 16 or you're 60. If you're, if you're not taking steps to self-care and reevaluating, becoming aware on a daily, weekly basis, you're going to end up in burnout. Absolutely. Reach out to me if you feel like you're getting there. I got you. Your first session is free. Let's get together and figure it out. You'll hear all of the information on how to contact me in our outro. And to finish it up, we'll remind you the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. All right. Okay. Would you so, rather... Here's a here's just a good fun would you rather because when I get to a point where I'm feeling heavy and I re- and I really have hit I'm heavy like I got to get out of this funk. Mm-hmm. For anybody that knows me knows I love music. Mm-hmm. I love it. It yes. really I even just listened to something this morning that just I attach with music all kinds, Christian music, country music, I love dance music. Like I just love to feel the rhythm and so That is how I have achieved getting out of burnout at times. But would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song you hear? And we can't choose both. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But you just imagine in a department store you hear that song. Or I've been in some restaurants or some, you know, eating establishments where I hear some awesome. Like, I haven't heard that forever. You just took it public. And you want to start hearing it. And I think, oh, my gosh, I full on could jam out. Yeah. But I don't know. I do because I just don't really care anymore if people are watching. It's true. (laughs) So if you have to pick, you're going to sing along or you're going to dance. It's going to depend on the situation for me. But I think I'm going to pick dance. I have to pick dance because I don't know the song, the words to, the every, words to every song. song. So oh, I, if point. I sing along, I would be that one that's singing yeah. like, you know, um, come along, come along <laughs> <laughs> from a long time ago. That's so funny. <laughs> that would be me. But anyway, so whatever you have to do to stay out of burnout. We do have dance ever, parties. But, we do yeah. have dance parties pretty much every night at my house during respite care, just so you know. That's yeah. how we get through our burnout at the end of the day. <laughs> and that's what he Brock begged me this morning to dance with Aww. him to the cha-cha slide. So That's awesome. Anyway, we love being here for you. We want to keep you from burnout. Whatever it is we can do to benefit you, to help you, reach out. We're and here. If nothing else, we're so grateful that you're here listening and know mm-hmm. that we are real. Yep. We got it. Everybody have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you next time. Oh, 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 oh,
You've been listening to The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Find additional episodes of the program on any popular podcast app or search Apple iTunes. You may also subscribe to The Clarity Call to catch every episode. If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, we invite you to share it and please leave a rating and review of our program. If you'd like to connect with Alicia and Kimberly on social media, you can find them on Instagram as The Clarity Call or on Facebook under Clarity Call. They can also be reached by email at theclaritycall at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and supporting our program.